Welcome to Social Corner, where you, the fans, speak out. We read those comments, and we make shows about them like this one right here. So, gentlemen, um, you guys just had a spirited debate on the scoring for Fury versus Angano. I just want to read a couple of quotes from some, some MMA fans, and these are nothing but positive quotes here. So, 11AD said, I'm feeling good either way. Been a boxing fan since 1985 after seeing Hagler Hearns won. Been an MMA fan since 1993 after UFC won. The two greatest sports in the world. And then Greller Swag 3047 says, I'm an MMA fan. And I have to admit that my, my interest in boxing is growing because of these crossover fights. The whole MMA community is going to watch the next Nganu boxing fight. So, you know, maybe this is a good thing. You know, it's not hate from the MMA fans. Uh, it, it seems like we're getting some fans in boxing because of these crossover fights. But listen, let me get into the questions because we've got questions for all of you. The first one comes from Sleepy Swan. What's up, guys? I want to ask you guys two questions. <laughs> Who did you guys have a crush on on television growing up? And what is your most memorable present for Christmas growing up? So, Tim Bradley, why don't we start with you? Who'd you have a crush? Oh, start with Polly. Start with Polly. I want to know Polly's right away. Oh, I, I want to know Polly. Polly. As, as, a, as a kid, kid, or like as a teenager where you actually understood what you wanted to do, you know? Let's go a teenager. Like, as, like, as a kid, kid, as a kid, it was probably like my first crushes on TV were probably uh, Phoebe Cates and Kylie Minogue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, like, so, you don't so, even know what you really want to do with them you just see like a pretty face and you just kind of like it you know um as a teenager as a teenager it was probably like i don't know probably like britney spears or something i like britney spears <laughs> so what about your most memorable christmas present as a kid paulie um nintendo yeah, that's a good one that's a oh, good yeah. one. nintendo yeah chris what about you tv crush growing up selma hayek Selma Hayek was, she was the first woman that ever was like, wow. And it, I don't think it's changed. That's it's mm. still, it's still, no, uh, it my, 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 my first love is, is, is probably going to be my last love. She's uh yeah. I mean, I, I, she was in Desperado and I was like, what is that? Mm. And uh, yeah, no, it's never changed. How about Christmas present? Uh, yeah. I, Paulie took mine. It was probably some video game console back in the day. Cause that's, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the age that we were, but I think mine was a Sega Genesis. Ooh, not even, I still not have a Sega in, Genesis. Yeah, I, I still have it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. You remember that black one, that Sega Genesis? That, yeah, yes. like, that was the first one. That, mm -hmm. that was my that We had that too, the, 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 the Sonic, the original Sonic. Sonic, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. That was Sega Genesis. After, after but there was a Sega before Genesis. There was a Sega before Genesis, I think. Um, All right, Tim. Rosie Perez, Rosie Perez, white man can't jump, big dog. Yeah. Mm, good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm trying to <laughs> tell you, man. You know, Rosie's a big boxing fan, Tim. I big know, but I'm just we saying. We need to get her on I mean, here. Dang, she was fine with the little, the little voice, the little Brooklyn light. Oh. Mm -hmm. And she had that string tank top, that extra, extra large tank top. Oh, yeah. With the, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just leave it at that. But anyways, uh, yeah, I was a kid then. Um, but uh, and then uh, I would say a motorcycle, man. I actually had two motorcycles um, sitting wow. in the uh, living room. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I uh, I wanted I wanted a motorcycle and my father made me earn it. 
He, he was like, you got to do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups every single day. I get off of work until Christmas, and then you can have a motorcycle because I need to know that you're strong enough for it. I said, okay, and I did it every single day. And he got, he got off of work. He would come in, come in the house, and I would just bust down and just get get them push-ups out the way, flip over. He'll hold my feet, and I would do 100 sit-ups, bro. That's why I was all ripped up all the time. You know, as a kid, at 10 years old, dude, I, <laughs> I look like Francis Ngannou, man, at 10 years old, bro. But, uh, yeah, and I had two motorcycles sitting in the living room. Wow. Hey, Chris, I've got a message for you from uh, Bruno, our executive producer. Says he just got a call from Selma asking for your number. So Chavez was messing around with Selma. Back in the day, not anymore. Chavez. That, back in the day. Yeah, I think so. so. There you go, when Chris. I, when I got a little older, you know what I liked when I got a little older, like in my mid-20s, uh, Hillary Duff. Hillary yeah. Duff? Hillary yeah. uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Duff? Yeah. Hillary Duff. It took a second for you to think of who that was. But... Started marrying uh, hockey uh, players. Holly Berry, bro. Holly uh, Berry. Holly Berry was cute. Yeah. Dude, I, 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 Aaliyah was a big one for me when I was young. Aaliyah Aaliyah. was like, she looked right. young. She looked listen, so young. Listen, All right, guys, gotta, I, gotta... I feel like, remember like Starsky and Hutch in the movie? Because I, you know, I always got to get movie quotes. When uh, uh, when Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson have the two chicks in the in the living room and they're like, all right, I, which one? He goes, which one do you like? Because he goes, and, and I forgot which one says, he goes, well, I've always liked blondes. He goes, and uh, Brent Silly goes, I always kind of like blondes, or brunettes maybe says, and then old Wilson goes, All right, good, because I'll take anything. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation, like, who's like in this conversation, who's a, who's the out of the girls we mentioned, who's a no, really? You know right. I mean? like, well, that's we can do a whole know? show on this question, so it was a good one, but we're going to move on to, to, to Big Tip says, Who remembers when Paulie had dreads? What was that all about? What? Oh, yeah. He got him cut during a fight. Paul, you want to talk about oh, that? Yeah. Damn, you know what it is? You were too busy beating Junior Witter for the world title when this happened, you know? <laughs> I remember about, you did have dreads. Yeah. This is about a week, this is about a week apart uh, with our fight. Because I remember I was in Italy uh, in training camp for that fight because that fight was in Manchester. And I watched your fight with Junior Witter while I was in Italy training for that fight. Um, the, the braid story is pretty funny because I went to finish camp in Italy. Now go find a place where they're going to do cornrows for you in Italy. You know, I had kind mm -hmm. of long hair. I wanted cornrows. And, you know, there's Africans in Sicily. You know, they come from like Senegal. They come from, you know, a lot of North African places and Central African places. So you find, you'll find the, 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 the places that will do the hair. But so we found, my, my friend found me the Senegalese woman and she used to braid hair for the women, you know? So he's like, oh, she's good. So I go there and I'm like, I want cornrows. And I'm trying to explain to her because she only speaks Italian and, and whatever her language is French, you know? So I'm trying to tell her cornrows. And she's like, nah, nah, I don't know that she know how to do cornrows or maybe she didn't think it was a good idea. She's like, I'll make you really nice braids. Don't worry about it. I'm going to make you some really nice braids, like long braids. Don't worry. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I might not be able to find anybody that's going to do cornrows here. So, you know, I said, all right, let's just go with what she says. So this thing took six hours, man. She had to put extensions in my hair. And then braid the hair. It takes mm. like six hours. I came out looking like a Jamaican, you know? And, and uh, of course, everybody knows the story. When I got into the ring, uh, it didn't really work out. Now, when I did that, I remember well, my well, well, hang on, Polly. Hang on, Polly. You said it didn't work out. I'm, I'm a fan. I was watching the fight. And I'm watching you fight, and I'm like, what the hell are they doing in the corner? They were cutting your hair yeah, in the corner I, because but, it was in your face. But it wasn't until later in the fight because I remember my, my girl at the time was, uh, she was in New York. She didn't come to the fight. And I remember she saw pictures on the internet. There's no texting at that time. And so 
So I saw pictures on the internet, and she called me. She's like, are you out of your mind? That hair's going to get in your face when you're fighting. And I'm like the know-it-all. Like, I'm like, shut the F up, man. I've seen Lennox Lewis tape his hair. I've seen Shannon Briggs tape his tape the braids. I'll be fine. Yeah, my hair is not like Shannon Briggs. <laughs> so, so, so we do tape it. We do tape it. It didn't work in the first clinches. And Endo was, love more Endo was, you know, he, had a, he was a veteran. He had a lot of fights. As soon as we get in the clinch, he starts raking my hair, you know? So he's taking the tape out of the hair. And then the bullet. And what happens? They went to cut them at the end of round one. And I said, no, what are you nuts? Took six hours to do this hair. I'm going to hang, you know, I wanted to win the fight and then hang around with this braids for like the summer, you know? So, you know, at, at the end of round one or two, they're like, when I cut my hair, I'm like, no, do not cut my hair. Don't cut my hair. You know, and then, you know, halfway through the fight, I break my hand. Around six, I broke my hand. Mm-hmm. So now the fight gets closer in the last half of the fight. So at about a three-quarters point of the fight, I remember my corner even asked me to, if I was cutting my hair. They just started cutting my hair. And I remember seeing the scissors out of the corner of my <laughs> eye and just being like, just go with it, man. Yeah. <laughs> just going. Yeah. It's going to be because it's going to be either the title on my hair tonight. So I was like, let me just just get rid of the hair, you know. And that was uh, that's the full story. A year later, I did get my cornrows though. When I fought Juan Diaz a year, a year and change later, I got my cornrows. But yeah, I had to go to a in the United States in like a black barber shop where they had a woman that knew how to do cornrows. Then I got my cornrows. <laughs> I, I actually I did cornrows later, but I did cornrows a few times too. And it really, I just did it because I liked having my hair long, and I couldn't fight like that. Like I had hair down on my shoulders just because I liked growing my hair out. And the only way for me to keep my hair without cutting it was to get it braided. So I fought. I fought a couple fights. I never did a ten rounder though. I, I was worried about stuff like that. One, especially once you that happened to you, I was like, all right, yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to be deep in a fight, and this is an issue. I guys, you asked the questions. Which. Well, hang on, Tim. I'm going to let you get to it. I promise you ask the questions. We answer them on ProBox TV. Download the app. Subscribe. Again, this show is about the comments. And you're going you're gonna to hear a story from Tim Bradley. I'm sure Tim Bradley's got a hair story of his own. No, I don't have a hair story, but I can just tell you this. If I had a, uh, if, if there was a genie and I had one wish, uh, it would probably be, be uh, cornrows. I, mm. I, I wish that I can grow cornrows. Mm. The problem is, is that my hair restarted receding when I was like 13 years old. Oh, like, yeah. 13. 13. Like, yeah, oh, the you're... part of my hair started going back. Started going Tim, back at 13 years old, bro. Tim, I'm 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 positive your testosterone at 13 years old was like 3,000. Because for you for you to be all for you to be all ripped up and then have a receding hairline, bro, you were you were way ahead of your time. Bro, I, yeah, it was bad. I, I could never grow my hair out or do corn cornrows or or any of that, man. I wish I could have just grow an afro, bro, but it just doesn't work with me, man. That's why I was. That's why you always see it bald. The Jordan, the Jordan Baldy was was in style, bro. You know, yeah, it was. Yeah, it well, was listen, Lionx and Michael Jordan. Definitely. Let's get to some more comments. This is a show where people are really learning a lot about you, your crushes, your hair, everything else. I mean, people. <laughs> You download the app, you'll learn about these fighters. Here's a comment, which was an interesting one from Fighting Temple. Does ProBox TV ever plan to release a video game? Boxing fans have been starving for a new game since Fight Night Champion back in 2011. A new game with Paulie, Chris, Porter, Bradley, plus some ProBox up-and-comers, plus a character creator would be insane and make money. So somebody out there wants to see a ProBox video game. We were just talking about video games. Um, Tim... Lazy guy sixty five thirty six said, "We need Tim versus Sean." Now I'm assuming they're talking about you guys in your prime. Um, you and Sean and Sean. I'm a, I keep almost saying Sean Bradley. I have basketball in my mind. You and Sean Porter. 
How would that matchup have gone? I beat the hell out of Sean Porter, man. Mm. Sean, Sean know what time it is. I would have beat the hell out of Those are fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> man. I wind up doing an exhibition. I would have beat Sean. Polly, watch, watch. I'm doing, I'm doing the Sean. <laughs> stayed out nah nah sean porter i got mad respect for him he was a, he was a beast man um i i can just tell you this i've always had problems with guys that were like a little shorter than i was and that were extremely aggressive and physically strong um i lost to juan diaz three times in the amateurs three times mm. now I, when i turned professionally i got a lot better being able to deal with pressure um, but I think that fight would have been uh, explosive uh, because our heads would have probably collided, no doubt about it. Both of us fight head first, <laughs> head first instead of punching. <laughs> you said it. Uh, but uh, I can just tell you this. Uh, it would have been a hell of a fight, and it would have been a, a battle of attrition probably. It would have boiled down to uh, whoever's going to win that fight. But I, you know me. I, I got me winning the fight, bro. No doubt about it. I would beat the shit out of Sean Porter. I got I got a no contest. Headbutt prior to four rounds. <laughs> Good call. Good call, Polly. Yeah. And Chris, I believe we asked this question before, and I think you had Tim winning the fight. Am I right, Chris? Or did yeah, I? Did. We, we did a sparring session where that's Paulie right. And I were, 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 were debating. And, yeah, uh, I would have. I, I would outbox. I, I think I would have been able to outbox uh, Sean. Um, yeah, I, I think no doubt about it. I would have been able to outbox him. So you, you, someone brought up exhibitions. Army EEUU says, would any of you three consider doing exhibition fights? Since that seems to be the rage. Tim, would you do it? Hell yeah, I do an exhibition. Who wants some? You know who I want to fight? Sean Paul. No. No. I want to fight Amir Khan. I, I was hoping I ran into his ass over there, but I didn't. I seen him on the camera. Mm. They showed his face. and I, I, That's the guy right there. I could be 175 years old. And I can be in the wheelchair. I'm gonna run his ass over. Um, Amir <laughs> Personal Khan. Tim. Why, wow. The reason why I have animosity towards Amir, Amir Khan is, is, is you know, um, when I was getting ready to fight face Manny Pacquiao, I was actually just got off the scale, and I come off the scale, and he comes right next to me, and he says, "Why don't you grow some balls in my face, right?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm looking at him like that, like what did you just, what you just called me?" You know what I mean? Because when you say you need to grow some balls, you know what that means, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I never lived that down. I mean, I'm getting ready for the biggest fight of my, of my life. You're pissed off because you didn't get the Manny Pacquiao fight. You're pissed off that I didn't fight you instead of uh, instead of fighting you. I fought Manny Pacquiao for more bread. And now you're pissed off. Now you're saying that I don't have any balls because I didn't want to fight. It, it, was, it was a business decision. And plus, I didn't want to be with my promoters, my existing promoters that I had at the time. Because as soon as you sign on, the dotted, on that dotted line, the extension, automatic extension. You got to yep. be careful with these promoters. That's what happens. You know, they'll get you a big fight for big money, but then in the in small little writing, they'll have an extension based on that. You know, put on and put into uh, in in the context. So for me, I didn't want that to happen. So I decided to leave them, go with Top Rank, face Manny Pacquiao for five million dollars. He got pissed off about it, and then he said that to me. So I got some uh, some animus towards. Amir mm -hmm. Khan ever since that day, because I'm saying, dude, like, are you serious? It, it doesn't matter how old I get. I want to kick your ass, period. Well, so there's an exhibition chance, right there. So if I got a chance to, it won't be an exhibition. It would be a fight because I'm going to oh. knock his ass out. So you'll Fact. be running for the first time in seven years. 
Yeah, I will be running. So American, if you see this, if you see this, man, and you want to do an exhibition, bro, and you want me to come over there to England and sleep you, I, I will. I will get up for you. I Bradley versus Khan. I'm doing the show. I will get up for you. No yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> Tim's going to close his, his lap book, uh, notebook today and go right for a run, right out the door. He's like, I'm getting ready wow. for American. Wow. Well, Chris, uh, what about you? Exhibitions? Would you do them? Have you been offered any? No, I, I would only do it if I got to, like, get in there with like a like a, a legit old school legend like like a, like a Barrera or something like that someone that would never picture actually fighting you know mm. that would be that would be cool you know get out there so I could just you know be like someone that I grew up literally idolizing as a hero when I was a kid I think that'd be a, like a lot of fun or like a you know Chavez or whatever but I, yeah if, if I get if I fight anywhere near someone like around my age it's gonna be a fight it's not gonna be an yeah. exhibition what are we doing yeah. I mean if but if I could actually if we're saying exhibition I don't know what that means unless I would be fighting someone like that, like someone much. How about you and Polly? No, because again, we're gonna fight. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not gonna do an exhibition. We're gonna fight. Hey, why don't yeah. why don't you call out Amir Khan too? I mean, you had that controversial loss to him. What I, about Algeri Khan too? Dude, I would love. I mean, I always I wanted to fight him when that fight came up. I I always respected him and his skill set, and I wanted to fight him. I didn't have any animosity like Tim does. I don't have it. I had no experience with him. Um, but yeah, I, I always wanted that fight when it came up. I mean, they were trying to cherry pick me after I was coming off a bad loss to, uh, uh, to, to Pacquiao. And also he was saying I was still hurt from the Provotnikov fight. So I was like, all right, you're trying to, you're trying to get me sleeping. I'm, 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 I'm getting your ass and didn't go my way, but I always wanted that rematch. How about you, Paul? I got offered rematches, but I'm you guys, because you know, the beef with McGregor, I got offered, mm-hmm. uh, uh, exhibitions with Dan Hardy on the, uh, Hatton and Barrera, uh, exhibition card. And then uh, Dan Hardy was a, uh, a British UFC fighter. And then uh, I got Dan, offered. Dan was uh, good. He was a good striker. Yeah. And then I got offered. Um, I got offered um, the uh, Anthony Pettis boxing match that Roy Jones ended up doing. Um, I got offered it before they got Roy. Um, I got offered it. I showed you the. I think I showed you guys the DM. Those guys um, are a lot bigger than you. Masvidal. Yeah, but I don't know. I yeah. saw. I mean, either way, either way. I wasn't really interested. Um, so you're saying no, you don't, you're and not. Also, really yeah. That. Also, actually speaking of Cub Swanson, you guys are talking about Cub Swanson. Cub was DMing me around the time I had the beef with McGregor when it just happened. Cause McGregor didn't want to do anything. And then uh, I had some other guys like, you know, talking like they wanted then, but nobody was actually putting up. And then Cub actually respectfully used to DM me and be like, yo, we could do it. We could, uh, we could do some kind of exhibition. You know, right now it's like, you know, you're in the middle of it. It would be probably, it would gain attention attention and um i was considering it but there was just not enough money in the table for it you know what i'm saying there was not enough money on it so so i wouldn't uh, uh it, it would have to be you know something that would get me get me up to go you know even at that point in my career um bellator actually offered me a boxing contract where they would have a ring and i would fight in a boxing ring on their shows and they wanted it me like some kind of like an eight fight deal or something where i would fight at their mma guys in a boxing ring and like eight rounders for like a hundred grand each. But again, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I'm not, I, I just, just making weight alone wasn't worth a hundred grand to me, man. That, that was at that point. And call me, you know, and I know to some people that's money and, but you know, when you've made what we've made, I think, you know, and, 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 and the hard work and stuff, it's just like, I was like, I can't, I, and it wasn't even, I, if I could make weight easier, I would do it. I just, it just, I can't stand making weight, dude. I can't stand it. <laughs> 
I can't. Like my body cooperates less and less as I get older. I can't. Understandable. Stand. I hate the damn scale. I don't even step on a scale anymore, man. I just look at myself in the mirror and make sure I'm look, I look okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what I weigh anymore. I'll go running with Chris, me and the champ Chris go running. I'll do my push-ups. I'll do the, all that daily even. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to look at a scale, bro. I don't care what it says. Man. I just want to I don't want to live that life again. That's it. Done. Well, done. Done. And you've earned it, champ. You've earned it. <laughs> all three of you have earned it. People this say is... McGregor for a while. I would have considered McGregor. McGregor would have never had the balls to do that. Never, never, never. Because he got away with a big lie, and he got enough enough people convinced he could have never afforded uh -oh. the box. So that was that. McGregor so, talk. So that was it. You know. So that they, sure they would have that. That's closest to the deal for me. Download the app. You get talk like this. This show is all on fans' comments. This is what this show is. It's not my comments. It's the fans' comments you guys have spoken, and we are doing a show on it. We've got time for a couple of more. Um, let's see. Jacoby7943 says, what was your hardest fight and why? Tim, start with you. Ruzov Ivanikov. That was that physically, that was my hardest fight. Like physically, no doubt about it. I mean, the dude hit, I mean, he hit like a freaking mule one. Um, I struggled actually making weight during that camp. I was, I was huge. I mean, I was depressed. I was eating everything in sight. You know, that was shortly right after uh, the Manny Pacquiao controversial decision. I mean, I came into camp, I was like mm. 190. I was huge, dude. Wow. I had like a I had like eight weeks to lose all that weight, man, to get down to 147 pounds. Um, which was damn near impossible. Um, the day of the weigh is that morning, I had to lose 10 pounds. So my punch resistance was gone. I was dehydrated, man, to the bone. So um, I, I knew going into the fight and how I used to test my chin before I go into fights, I would, I would do this. I would hit the tip of it. And if I felt dizzy, I knew it wasn't going to be a good night. Um, I knew... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you were feeling dizzy. That's my chin like this, bro, with my glove. And if my if I'm like, woo, I'm like, damn. I'm like, it's not gonna Ooh. be a good night. Well, that night, yes, that happened. I hit my chin. I knew it wasn't gonna be a good night. And then following that, I get this freaking pep talk speech from freaking uh Ray Lewis. Ray the Lewis, football player? football player. Yes, Ray Lewis. So my manager hooked me up with Ray Lewis. And uh, Ray Lewis gave me this pep talk right before I was going to walk out. And so you talking about blood boiling? I was supposed to outbox. Just I was about to say, outbox. he had you ready for war. Dude, he said, he said, you got to go out there and show them what you made of inside. You want people to have your back? You want people? Yeah, dude, he went crazy. He was like, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, Ray. Man, I went out there and put my life on the line like a fool. I almost end up almost getting end up getting killed, but shit, I, I I end up winning a fight, man. That's all that matters to me. Chris, I want to go to you next because you might have the same opponent. I'm not sure, Chris. Yeah, toughest fight yeah. and why? Same guy, and for all the same reasons. I mean, the, the man the man is made out of iron. I mean, yeah. and on top of that, you know, the first punch he landed broke my orbital, and my my broke my orbital in three places, my nose in two, and. Hey. Uh, yeah, so like I basically just caved in my face with the first shot he landed. So for me, th th as as much as he was a difficult guy, I had a great great game plan, which I was able to execute the rest of the rest of the rounds. Man, that guy was not supposed to touch me. He was not supposed to touch me. He's yeah. he's short, you know. He's five 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 six, um, 
And I knew how dangerous he was inside. I had been watching him for years. And it's funny. I always said, I was like, man, I don't ever want to fight a guy like that. Sure enough, that's why I got my world title fight against, of course. But, um, but yeah, I, I was more pissed when I went down. I was like, man, this guy's not supposed to hit me like this. Meanwhile, also dealing with my face being broken. But um, he was said until in the lead up to the fight, he was a scary dude. And he said, he was like, you know, they were talking about him eating uh, uh, moose liver when he was a kid. And he said, and he said, uh, I'm willing to die to, to keep my title. I don't think Chris has that mindset. And the, and the, the wow. reporters asked me that and I go, man, ain't nobody got to die. This isn't a knife fight. It's a boxing match. I'm, I'm going to box your ass. I'm going to go out there and I'll box you. You're not going to touch me. First, first round breaks my, breaks my face. And then I just had to deal with that all night. So yeah, I, I couldn't have a more difficult time. It's basically the, the, the worst case scenario for your first world title fight was what happened to me in the first 90 seconds of round number one. I got dropped, broke my orbital, couldn't see, had to take a knee. I was already, I was already in the whole 10 seven, you know, going into my first world title fight. So yeah, that was, that was the most difficult for sure. So you got a soft, you got a soft ass face, Chris. Look at you. Yeah, man. Pretty boy. You guys talk about how pretty I am. <laughs> this, 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 this thing ain't made to get hit. <laughs> That's why I worked on defense so much. Molly. <laughs> For me, it's Cotto. Uh, Miguel Cotto. Uh, I fought both Cotto brothers, but yeah, I fought me, uh, Miguel Cotto. Uh, just had the ability to put you in certain positions in the ring, cuts off the ring very well. Very technically sound and very, very heavy-handed, especially at 140 pounds, very, very heavy-handed. Um, he had made all knockout world title defenses when I fought him. And um he was uh like I, it's one thing to deal with a good puncher if you can if you know how to move your maneuver your way around, but Koto had a very adept way of always making you feel kind of like the walls are closing in, you know. Um, I realized that just how good he was at it when he did the same to Mayweather in terms of he constantly put Mayweather under duress, even in a bigger ring, because Top rank was sneaky. I had a I had a shoemaker promotions uh Debella uh when I fought Cotto. So nobody looked out for the ring, nobody looked out for any of that. And I got same here. It was yeah. So it was like a small ass ring, very soft canvas. And so I, I things that things that I didn't understand you even negotiate because it was my first big fight, you know. And of course my team is supposed to understand that. But like I said, I had Ringling Brothers at that time. And so uh you know, it was, uh, I was, you know, yeah, you're in there. What do you do? You, you don't say, oh, you know what? I don't like it. I'm getting out of the ring. You know, that's it. You're there to fight. <laughs> right. And you know what? He, I also fought a very, very excellent fighter, you know, and uh, he's, uh, again, his ability to put you in certain situations, technically speaking, cutting off the ring and knowing how to land the power, set you up with it. You know, let's face it, Koda was also an Olympian, so he was a good mm -hmm. boxer. So, um, very, very, a stressful, stressful fighter to fight. That's it. Uh, the fans speak out here on Social Corner. Couple, I'm going to read off a couple of inspiring comments, and then we're going to get out of here. Stu Joker says, love you guys and your banter. And we have Jose Morales, 2719, says, I'm one of many Pro Box fans who watch and enjoy both English and Spanish, and I love them both. And finally, Chris, your friend Tony also, who had some comments towards you in some previous shows, says, hey, I don't want my buddy Chris Ajiri to be mad at me. LOL. I can see his glasses steam up whenever my name comes up. I respect Chris. I'm just being an honest and passionate fan. George Jakovic, you and the rest of Pro Box TV are awesome for the sport. He always says my name, so he always gets in the show. So, <laughs> guys, I, I feel like these shows could be three hours, but if you want to learn more about these champions, subscribe to Pro Box TV. Leave your comments, and we will do a show on it here on Social Corner. Pro Box TV is your boxing channel.